Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. The text for our meditation this third Advent Wednesday, the Gospel reading that we heard just a moment ago, John 1, 1 to 18, the prologue of John, especially verses 9 through 13. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, June 26, 1870. Ring a bell? June 26, 1870. Do you even know who the president is? Ulysses S. Grant. He's early in his first term. June 26, 1870. It was on that day when Christmas Day was declared a national holiday. June 26, 1870. Roughly 150 years ago. Christmas is pretty much universal, at least in this nation, isn't it? Everybody celebrates Christmas. Now, it means different things to different folks, but everybody celebrates Christmas. Everybody wants to get on the Christmas bandwagon. Everybody wants to save Christmas. Last Friday, Christmas Eve was declared a federal holiday, at least for this year. But unless you work for the government, it doesn't really mean much. Many people have taken Christmas Eve, or at least half of Christmas Eve, off for my whole lifetime. It's just the way it is. Everybody celebrates Christmas. In fact, there are many stores in this community and in this country that are only closed one day out of the entire year. You guessed it. Christmas Day. Everybody celebrates Christmas. But not everybody truly celebrates Christmas. You see, there's a war on Christmas, and it has nothing to do with red state versus blue state, or Republican versus Democrat, or conservative versus progressive. No. What we would call a war on Christmas, the difference between happy holidays and Merry Christmas, is nothing. 
compared to the real war on Christmas. A war that began in the Garden of Eden, Genesis chapter 3. We've been working our way through the prologue of John's Gospel, the first 18 verses. Amazing, amazing words. We know that at the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and through the Word, everything that was made was made. Nothing was made that wasn't made through the Word. The Word is Jesus. Verse 14 teaches us that this Word through whom all things, including you and me, were created, took on flesh and blood and made his dwelling among us. We call this the incarnation. The incarnation is what Christmas is about. The incarnation is why Christians celebrate Christmas. God taking on flesh and blood because without flesh and blood, our Savior cannot bleed and die. No incarnation, no forgiveness, no salvation, no eternal life. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Is that why you celebrate Christmas? Oh, oh, yeah, of course, Pastor. That and a Christmas tree, an exchange of gifts, and that special holiday meal, and traveling to see family. Well, maybe this year it'll be by Skype instead of by car. Chestnuts roasting by an open fire. Sleigh bells ring, ring, ring-a-ling, jing, jing, jing-a-ling along. You see, the world celebrates Christmas and Christians celebrate Christmas. Christians can have a lot of fun with the things that the world does, all the trappings that come along with Christmas. As long as we don't get carried away and forget the real reason why we celebrate Christmas. The incarnation of our Lord. The second person of the Trinity, the eternal word, the logos, taking on flesh and blood, the wood of the manger giving way to the wood of the cross. Jesus, born to die, and then three days later, rising from the dead. You see, without Christmas, we can't have a good Friday. Without Christmas, we can't have an Easter. It's all one. It's all one unit. 
It's the work of Jesus Christ for your forgiveness and my forgiveness, for the life of the world. Christians can have a lot of fun with the world's celebration of Christmas, but I guarantee you, most people in the world want nothing to do with the Christian celebration of Christmas. They hate it. They despise it. It's an inconvenient truth. Our text for tonight brings this conflict with regard to Christmas ever so clear in our minds. The true light, Jesus, the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. The true light, the light which gives life, the true light which no darkness can snuff out. The true light is coming into the world. This is the light that John the Baptist reflected last week. This is the light through whom all things were created two weeks ago. This light is coming into the world. How? in flesh and blood, tabernacling inside the womb of the Virgin Mary, coming to save us from our sin. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. My friends, why is it that the world does not know Jesus? Why is it that the world is so quick to pass on the real reason why Christians gather and celebrate on Christmas. Why is it when trees and tinsel and light and Santa replace Jesus, the manger, the cross, and the empty tomb? Is it because we're not clear enough with our witness? Maybe. Is it because maybe we, as the children of God, don't have things sorted out in our own lives, in our own hearts, in our own minds very well. One of the least attended worship services here at Good Shepherd throughout the course of the year is Christmas Day. The high and holy feast of the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Now granted, many people come on Christmas Eve and then they're done with Christmas, maybe for the year. But Christmas Day, for many, 
has become an afterthought. Christmas Day, for many, has become a nothing. Christmas Day, for many of us, gets in the way of what we really think Christmas is all about. Pastor, we can't acolyte, we can't sing, we can't serve in church. Christmas is about family. That's when we open our presents. That's when we travel to our relatives. That's when we cook the big meal. Christmas, or at least the celebration of the nativity of our Lord in God's house, hearing God's word, receiving God's gifts, can be very, very annoying even to the people of God. You want to come to church without having to worry about socially distancing? Christmas Day is your service. My friends, the light has come into the world. And He's come here for you. He's come here for your salvation. He's come here for your eternal life. He's come here for your forgiveness. He comes to save us. That little child gently laying on Mary's lap is God. God in the flesh. God who has come for you and for me and for the life of the world. And he is worthy of honor and celebration and worship. My friends, Christmas is coming. Many of us have a Christmas list. I know many of the children do. Even big people. Oh, they may not write it on a piece of paper and stick it in front of your nose, but you probably have at least one thing in your mind or in your heart that you'd really, really like to have. Christmas is about giving. If someone told you that they were giving you all the riches of the world. You would crawl across broken glass to get that gift. If someone told you you were going to get the gift of a winning lottery ticket, you would crash through the door to get there. You'd probably even call an attorney or two to get your financial orders in line. My friends, what God gives us in the gift of Christmas, in the gift of the incarnation, is worth more than all the riches of the world, worth more than all the stuff you can dream of, worth more than any amount of money you can conceive.
eternal life through the forgiveness of sins. How do I get it? Where do I go? How do I sign up? My friends, John, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, teaches us that even this, the faith to cling to the promises of God, the faith to believe in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the faith to believe in the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation earned from Jesus is pure gift. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood which means you don't get it because of your family line or lineage nor of the will of the flesh because you decided to follow him, receive him, accept him, whatever you want to call it, nor the will of man, but of God. Born again from God. Born into a new life from God. Two chapters later, John goes into great detail as Jesus and Nicodemus talk about what it means to be born anew, born again, to receive Him, to be born of water and spirit. Holy baptism. My friends, Jesus is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. Jesus has come here for you. The true celebration of Christmas centers in and revolves around and flows from the incarnation of Jesus. Any other celebration at Christmas time, if it doesn't flow from the incarnation of Jesus, it's just frosting. It's just wrapping paper. It's just a pretty ribbon or a bow. There's no real substance. The real substance of Christmas is Jesus who was born for you. Who lived for you. Who died for you. And who lives again and lives and reigns to all eternity for you. My friends, tonight, the children have sung the story of Jesus, who was promised to come, who came, and who will come again to take us to be with him forever. Rejoice. Celebrate. Give thanks to God for the greatest gift that the world has ever seen. Jesus, God in the flesh, for you. Thanks be to God. Amen.
Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, our Christmas celebration. In Christ Jesus, our Lord.